Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia, and today I'm going to be joined by a very special guest. I'm going to be joined by Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio, and he's also the host of the Locked On Spurs Podcast, which I, you know, on occasion I make an appearance here and there to, you know, help the show out <laughs> once in a while, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, just once in a while, in three four times a week i think uh you pretty much hop on <laughs> yeah sometimes as much as i can but you know one thing yeah. i was gonna talk to you about uh now that we have you because you're you're kind of like the guru when it comes to all things spurs you know you're really connected with the san antonio spurs and you you know exactly what's coming coming forward i guess you could say because you know you're well connected with the mm -hmm. media yeah so uh, you know on the off season you know bryn forbes he added some size you know, he worked out, he added some muscle, but the problem that I have with Brent Forbes is that he's still an undersized guard, Jeff. No matter what he does, he's never going to be able to, you know, have a growth spurt. You know, he's going to be defending guys <laughs> that are like, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". They're going to, you know, he's going to do his best and all he can do is contest the shot to the best of his ability. But all they're going to do is just rise up, you know, shoot a, shoot a jump shot and if it's a fadeaway... There's not much you can do other than just hope that you're got them off balance enough to, you know, for them to not make the shot. You know, I mean, that's the thing what that, you know, is one of the, the downsides to him being undersized. And the other thing is, you know, Pop and a lot of other people in the media here locally are always singing the praises of Bryn Forbes. And he's such a great shooter and stop criticizing him for not playing defense. Look at how what a great job he does out there on the court shooting. Jeff, I've seen him over the course of the last couple seasons, and I have to tell you, the guy can't shoot. I mean, he he's the best three-point shooter that the Spurs have on the team last season, and I believe his shooting percentage was about 39%, which shows how bad San Antonio was from beyond the arc. But other than that, Bryn Forbes isn't putting up 15 to 20 points a night. Bryn Forbes maybe, you know, on his good on a good night, you're lucky if you get six or seven points out of the guy. You know, the plus minus, I, I really pay attention to that. He was in the minus a lot of the season, last season. So it just goes to show when he's out there on the court, he's not very productive. He, In fact, if anything, he's very inconsistent. And, and that's the thing that I don't like about Bryn Forbes. I, I believe that he could cha change the whole complexion or the whole dynamic of his game if he shot consistently a, a jump shot from about 15 to 20 feet. But I have yet to see him do that. I mean, what do you think or what do you really think about Bryn Forbes? I think what you see is what you get, Joe. And I think Spurs fans just simply have to get used to that fact. He's going to be a great uh, shooter. He's one of the best shooters the Spurs have in today's NBA. That's a premium, outside shots. And it's one of those things where Spurs fans just simply need to stop pulling their hair out on the defensive end with uh, Forbes because it's just not going to happen. He can try his best, and that's all you can hope for. The Spurs simply just have to understand that they're going to have to work with what they have. And what they have right now is, unfortunately, not good defenders on the perimeter. Now, the thing is, um, they can survive, and I think they will do a good job at surviving without solid perimeter defense, but eventually it's going to catch up to them. And I think that will be their downfall at the end of the day. Uh, I think the Spurs are going to want to obviously have an up-tempo game, put up numbers on the scoreboard. 
But to do that, you know, you had a guy who can help in that department, DeJounte Murray. Well, he's not coming back. But what they do have left over are players who can score. Brent Forbes, Marco Bellinelli, uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, you know, when he does come back, uh, Lonnie Walker, if the Spurs decide to go with a rookie. So, uh, you know, Patty Mills, we know he can light up the scoreboard. It's, I think that's where, where Spurs fans should be at right now is simply just saying, look, this is what we have. It's not the best. Unfortunately, the injury bug came to make a visit early. Unfortunately, a top five, eight player in the NBA is no longer with San Antonio. And let the chips uh, fall where they may. Do I think they'll be competitive? Yes. Do I think they'll be fighting for a seventh or eighth seed? Yes. But do I think they'll have enough at the end of the day to you know make any waves in the postseason if they make it no would i be surprised if they missed the postseason no um but it's a situation where it's all hands on deck right now for san antonio i think they're going to be looking at a lot of options you're going to see a lot of different lineups uh next season or this coming season remember last season the spurs went through over 20 different lineups expect the same uh, the good news is, though, they got Derek White. He's shown a lot of promise. Uh, I know in the preseason he's been looking solid, but I want to see how he does in real game NBA situations. Um, but he looks good. He looks steady. He looks composed. He looks like he's ready. And I think he'll be opening some eyes. You know, I think the only saving grace, really, that the Spurs have this season is at least Patty Mills is going to return back, it looks like, to his normal position. He's yeah. going to be coming off the bench. He's going to be filling that role-playing spot because he is a role player he's going to fill that that spot again quite nicely because you know let's make no mistakes about it he is not a starting point guard and if you have you know somebody like Derek White who who is a great point guard or, or, or could possibly be a good point guard or great point guard in the making just go ahead and run the point and see what the young man has now I think it would be a smart move because you're going to disrupt the flow and the chemistry again for the bench, and, and that can't happen because the Spurs are going to be fighting for their playoff lives uh, this season, as you stated. And, you know, I'm, I stated in the last podcast that we had, the Locked On Spurs podcast, I actually predict that the Spurs are going to struggle to, to hit 47 wins. I, I, they would exceed expectations, Jeff, to me, if they would win 50 games. You know, because I just don't see it. I mean, I look at this team. I see how young they've gotten, you know, which is great. But they're still missing DeJounte Murray. And they're still going to be missing some key components on defense. And I think this team is going to struggle a lot this season. And we're going to be frustrated as fans and say, what's going on? What happened? And, you know, it's just one of these seasons, I think, where it's just going to be a wash. We just need to get through it. And if the Spurs make it to the postseason, great, you know, but don't expect them to go very far. I think as fans, we're just going to have to kind of lower our expectations mm-hmm. this season exactly, and just support the team, man. I think that's what it's going to come down to. You know, if they win, they win, you know, revel in the victory. And if they lose, kind of get used to it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, look, am I saying it's doom and gloom for San Antonio? No. Am I saying that the season's uh, is over? Why even play? No, because stranger things can happen. We know that the West is top heavy. We, we look. I mean, the NBA is one of those uh, leagues where you can pretty much project who's going to win it all before it even starts. Seriously, it's 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 become that ridiculous. Um, look at the East. 
oh no, it'll be Toronto and Boston and Philly fighting it out. Surprise, surprise, you know, and the West. Oh no, it'll be Houston, Golden State, um, possibly the Thunder fighting it out. Okay, great. You know, you know, you can almost predict it. Now where the Spurs can capitalize on is that bottom because the, the West is top heavy. After maybe, and I'm being generous here, maybe four or five, it's almost a crapshoot. You, you know, how will the Lakers be looking? Will uh, the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves implode after if, if and when they do trade Jimmy Butler and, and in the drama up north? What about uh, Denver? Will the Blazers fizzle out again? See, that's where the Spurs need to capitalize. So if I'm San Antonio, I'm just trying to stay afloat. And I'm trying to get my best foot forward right around the all-star break and even before the rodeo road trip um let let things going get things going in the right direction uh you know that, that's the best chance and like let let the chips fall where they may and if they pay their cards right definitely i could see them going seventh or eighth yeah I, i'd have to agree with you on that one too i mean they, it's going to be a hard-fought season regardless of you know the scenarios that we can try to predict you know it's going to be one of these seasons where they're going to have to fight and claw for every for every inch, you know, and there's going to... Did gonna... you mean to say claw for Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> no, not for Kawhi. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I think they're going to have some some victories that are going to really be for the fans. You know, I, I predict that, you know, they're going to wind up probably beating the Lakers, at least, you know, one out of the, mm-hmm. the couple meetings that they're going to have this season. I think they're, they're going to beat the Toronto Raptors, you know, either over there or here in the AT&T Center. And that's going to be a, a moral victory for yeah. for the fans. You know, we we did it. We we defeated the 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 claw and and Uncle Dennis. You know, so there's going to be some highlights this season, no doubt. And um, and I'm not going to be uh too hard on the team. You know, I'm just yeah. There's going to be things that happen, but for the most part, I'm just going to be like you know the other fans and just enjoy it. You know, and and see what happens. I'm you know just mm-hmm. lower the expectations and like I said, just support the team and enjoy the ride. You know. It, Next season's next season. We got to look forward to that. But even if we had a full squad, there's still no guarantees. You know, things happen in the NBA. And even the Spurs, you know, uh, uh, as as we see them on defense where they're lacking, another team that's, you know, in the top three or the top five, they could have an injury bug and they could lower, they could, they could have their record be as, you know, almost dead even with the Spurs. And they Spurs could could have some luck and maybe be fighting, you know, instead of for the sixth or seventh seed by some miracle, maybe they'd be fighting for the third or fourth spot, you know, so it, just because injuries happen throughout the season happened to I us. Think, <laughs> I, I, I think um, coach uh, D'Antoni from Houston said it best during the preseason when he was asked about San Antonio in the postseason, he said, count the Spurs out at your own peril. And I think that's exactly um, what a lot of the upper teams upper crust teams in the West are going to have to deal with too. Like the, you can't tell me that a team, San Antonio, with two all-stars, Aldridge and DeMar, um, as a seventh or eighth seed, led by Coach Popovich, um, and Houston or Oklahoma City or, or the Warriors draw San Antonio in the first round. I mean, that'd be a very dangerous team for them. So, <clears throat> look, um, I'm hoping for the best. I think the best will happen. But just brace yourself now, listeners. If they do not make the postseason, should not come to a shock because defense wins titles. And as of right now, barring any type of trade or waiver wire pickup or somebody just bringing their defensive chops, 
you know, if the Spurs can't get it done defensively, then it could be for a very short season. Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing that I think we're going to have to get used to as fans, uh, that that in fact is already going to happen. You know, the Spurs aren't just are just not going to be very good on defense this season. So unfortunately, no matter what Spurs fans say or you, you can't cheat the game, you know, and right now the Spurs are just lacking in the defense department. So on that note, we'll just have to see what happens this season, Jeff, you know, yeah, cross your exactly. fingers. Light the candles. Maybe we have to go see a Cudandera or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, 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 maybe the Spurs may regret letting a guy like Jerron Blossom game go. I don't know. You know, I know that kind of stung for you, Joe. Yeah, that did. It kind of stung for me. You know, I, I don't understand it, but I'm, we, like I said, we don't get paid the big bucks to make those decisions, and we don't know what happens in camp, you know, and, and what happens in, in, the, in the practice facility on a daily basis. So obviously there was something that they saw that they just said, nah, it's just not working out. Wish Jerron Blossom game the best. And I believe he even took to Twitter to thank the fans today and said, you know, thank you for the support, the outpouring of support that they've showed him. So I wish him nothing but the, but the best. And I look forward to, to seeing him pop up somewhere else, you know? So I think he's going to be a good young player for some, some, for some time to come. Yeah, I think so too. And, uh, you know, it's also unfortunate, too, with uh, Houston, you know, because here we are talking about defense. Well, there's a great defender. Oh, well, a good defender. I say great. Yeah. But a guy who's known and has a reputation in the league for being a good defender at the small forward spot, who can also possibly the two spot, defend the two spot, that is, uh, Houston. And um, I know a lot of Spurs fans were up in the arms saying, what's going on? They just signed him and then they waved him, you know. As part of the Exhibit 10 deal, basically, is a glorified two-way deal. It's a G League uh, it's contract. All, it's, it's pretty much just a G League contract. The, the Spurs had to waive him before a certain time in order for him to qualify for it, get his money, but he has to report to the Austin Spurs the moment he's good to go health-wise. Uh, in an interview he did with a Minnesota uh, outlet, I forget the name of it, so forgive me, uh, Houston said that he's not coming back till mid-December. Now, why would the Spurs want to give a roster spot to a guy who's not coming back till December, who's coming off surgery. It doesn't make sense. So free up that spot. Who knows what could shake out before uh, the season begins and a player could become free. So that's all it was. Uh, he'll be a spur, just maybe in Austin. So, But still, it still leaves a, the gaping issue with that being defense. The Spurs simply don't have uh, the horses in the stable for that right now. Yeah, not only that, but they just used one of their two-way contracts on mm -hmm. Huestas. So they only got one left, and... They still got to trim the roster down even more before mm -hmm. the regular season starts. I believe yeah, their you last... Can pretty, you can, and you can pretty much already tell what that's going to be. It's probably going to be that a Coral White. It's probably going to be Nick Johnson. You know, you, you don't need a Spurs press release or somebody <laughs> over at Yahoo or ESPN to tell you this. Listen, a Sham Sharnaya. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. You can just, you already can see it on the, on the writing. You know, you can tweet it out right now and you'll be right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, expect the usual suspects to make the roster, and uh, would not be surprising if the Spurs leave a roster spot open uh, just in case something yeah. happens. So yeah, I mean, look, they're going to go over with who they got. They're going to go to war with the usual suspects, and hey, you know, let's rock and roll. Yeah, so look, we're going to both look forward to the season. We're just hit glad that you know Spurs basketball is here again, and it's just mm -hmm. on the horizon. You know, October the seventeenth. So I know I can't wait. I know you can't wait. But, you know, why don't you let the people know where they can get a hold of you on social media, specifically on Twitter, because you like to talk to the fans. Yeah, I like, yeah, exactly. I like to talk to the fans, not at the fans, as uh, 
I always um, hear about other uh, media faces that will go unnamed on this <laughs> show right now. But um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jeff G. Spurzone. And as Joe mentioned, um, I am the host of Lost Off.